Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Glad you're with us on the Pilot's Advisor today. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming, financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving you worldwide, currently based out of Georgia. Uh, You can email Ryan if you have any questions about the show, ryan at flemingfg.com. We've got a great show on the way for you today. Ryan, I'm a big weather nerd, so I'm really excited about today's show. We're going to play Financial Forecaster on today's program. It was kind of a secret obsession of mine growing up, the weather. A lot of people in my family thought I would eventually be a weatherman. I sort of play the family weatherman. Whenever there's a chance of snow or a hurricane or something, all my family members are texting me and emailing me for, for updates on the storm, and I've always got good details for them and that kind of thing. So I'm a big, big weather nerd over here, so I'm excited for today's program. Well, you know, you always learn something new, and I, I did <laughs> not know that you were a weather nerd. <laughs> the, my, uh, this will be fun. My most visited website is most likely a, a weather message board. If that just sort of seals the deal for you. <laughs> wow, did not did not know that. I, I know that as a child, and actually even now, I I very much love sitting outside and watching storms. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, big thunderstorms or what have you. But uh, and then of course, being a pilot, you you get to know weather patterns and have to deal with that with, you know, flight plans and stuff. Yeah, I was so. going to say, you've got to kind of be in tune to it all as a pilot, right? You kind of have to become a weather expert, at least in, in some way, shape, and form. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's not like we're literally forecasting the weather, but we, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with what's out there and how to handle it. And Yep. So... It's probably another story for another day. My uh, my sort of, if you want to call it, obsession or appreciation of of weather and that kind of thing was actually born out of uh, out of fear, a fear of weather and storms. Um, oh wow! When I was a little kid, I was pretty much uh, deathly afraid. Well, I kind of was afraid of everything as a little kid, but especially storms. I had this very like, if there was a ten percent chance of storms that day, I, that's all I could think about. Uh, if there was a dark cloud in the sky, even you know, 75 miles away and we were outside, I was wanting to go home and be away because I could potentially be struck by lightning. Or if there was the slightest rumble of thunder, it like shut down whatever we and the family were doing. And, um, you know, it it, it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty, um, I won't say debilitating, but very limiting for my folks and, and my family trying to just live a normal life, you know? Um, and so it was, uh, it was a period of time when I was young where that was a big deal and, uh, overcame those fears. And I think part of it was just learning about weather, arming myself with information so that I felt more comfortable as a little kid. I, I knew how to, I learned coping skills, I guess, if you want to put it that way. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And so now it's just sort of turned into a love of weather. So well, that's good. I'm glad you got past that. I think it's a uh, very interesting how little things in your childhood can affect your feelings about uh, things going forward. I mean, I can tell right now that my son's going to be scarred from coronavirus, but I guess if that makes him 
wash his hands and be a little bit cleaner, that's probably a good thing for the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe he will, you know, maybe if it's the same uh, evolution that I had with weather, even though I didn't become a meteorologist, being very into weather, maybe he'll be an epidemiologist, you know, uh, when he grows up or something like that. <laughs> Somebody's so. got to take care of me later on, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Or for, or for the next pandemic, uh, 70 years from now, or whatever the case may be. Um, in any event, let's talk about weather. I'm excited. Uh, there are plenty of financial lessons, I think, that can be learned uh, from every area of life, Ryan. We've talked about all sorts of analogies here on the show comparing financial planning with some element of the world. And uh, since the Weather Channel is everybody's favorite station, just sort of like let play in the background for hours. I don't know if your household uh, is a partaker in that. I just feel like that was us growing up. We had the Weather Channel just constantly on in the background when you needed that TV background noise. And so we're going to see what we can learn from the world of weather as it relates to financial planning. So let's start with uh, maybe one of the most eye-catching weather phenomenon being tornadoes. Um, unlike a hurricane, where you usually have time to prepare because you know it's coming, those tornadoes develop quickly, Ryan, and they can cause massive amounts of damage, as we know, within minutes of formation. I'm curious, what would be the tornado of the financial world? Well, this is good. And I always I had an obsession with tornadoes because I grew up in the Midwest. So, you know, we got to see a lot of those and, and you're very it's very true. You know, you go to bed not even realizing there's going to be a storm passing through and and a tornado, you know, a lot of them develop at night while people are sleeping. So it's definitely hard to prepare for. Um, in the financial what, what, world... What's the closest you ever came to uh, to a tornado? Have you ever seen one with your own two eyes? Yeah, I've actually seen them off in the distance with my own two eyes. And one passed right over uh, Cincinnati, like where, you know, some of the neighboring suburbs had a, a ton of damage. And so, you know, I, I like to think I've, I've been... You've seen, your, you've seen your share. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So what's the uh, what is the financial tornado then? You know, there's there's so many unknowns in the market, and those market corrections out there where you don't get any warning that it's coming at all, and it's like overnight the market has just totally tanked, and and that's why I always tell people not to try to time the market because usually when a correction happens, whether it's up or down, it happens so fast. Like examples, nine eleven. You know, the, the market's just immediately overnight tanked and there's no way to predict that, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, coronavirus, I think uh, maybe we could have seen that on the horizon a little bit with things that were going on. But, you know, it was like overnight then in March is where it just tanked 30 percent. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would, remember I specifically with coronavirus, I remember when, you know, seeing what was happening in China and thinking to myself, man, if this comes to the U.S., it's probably going to cause major issues. But at the same time, you're like, well, how much information can I trust that's coming out of China? And is it really as bad as they're making it look? And uh, these things have happened before, but they never seem to make it to our shores. And then it all happened pretty quickly. Things started to, to, to really go down fast. Well, in hindsight, it's 2020. I mean, I remember being over in China and even talking to some of the fellow pilots I fly with, and we saw where the streets were completely desolate. Nobody was out at all. And you know, in hindsight, playing Monday morning quarterback, you could have gone, well, you know, this is going to be going to affect the markets worldwide. But at the same time, there was weeks before that where, you know, there was great gains in the market. And it was like things, you know, were operating just as normal. And so I think it's hard to, I mean, even look at all the different, you know, the SARS, the, you know, the other things that have come up that just don't really affect the market at all. I mean, no, this is the first time I've ever can think of a, a pandemic that has crippled the whole world. 
Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to the Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance to get to and through retirement, or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843-475-3038. Again, that's 843-475-3038. You can also find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And as always, we put contact information to get in touch with Ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program. So just check it out on whatever app you're using, and it's easy to get in touch with Ryan. All right, now back to the show. There are uh, tornadoes don't happen all that often, Ryan. You'd only have to worry about maybe, you know, a couple of days out of the year where they swing through your neighborhood and and are, you know, a threat. But uh, same thing in the financial world. They can still be devastating if they hit your house, if they hit your portfolio, your 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 plan. And so we've still got to be aware of those things. To prepare against tornadoes, we have, being in the Midwest, Ryan, I'm sure you had, uh, you know, friends and family and maybe even yourself, those storm shelters. Growing up on the East Coast, we just had a basement. Uh, That was sort of our best option. And I don't know, in our current house, I guess just going into the closet or (laughs) the uh, one of the bathrooms would probably be our best bet at this point since we don't have a basement in uh, in this home. But, uh, you know, we've put some things in place. Actually, I saw something the other day was a... um, this basically like a phone booth that is built to withstand like 500 mile per hour winds and can, and like it gets bolted into the ground and, uh, and you can just shove your family into this like phone booth type structure that's basically indestructible. And so it's, it's like a, if you don't have a below ground storm shelter, this thing is supposed to be the last thing standing of your home. If everything else gets ripped away, this thing's not supposed to budge. So it was, I think it was pretty, I think it was pretty, I think it was pretty expensive. (laughs) I think it was pretty expensive, but. And it it has windows too. So you could be the last thing standing, but still watch the storm and the rest of your stuff just fly away. That would be pretty incredible, wouldn't it? If you could actually (laughs) see out of it. I don't know if it had windows. I think it was, uh, I think you were in a a dark, cold box, but (laughs) nonetheless. And and, and so a pilot would understand that every year, you know, we have to go in and do a, a hearing test and all this and they lock you in those hearing test booths with no windows and oh it's miserable yep yeah you feel like you're getting into a refrigerator well that and yeah and and the older i get you know it'll repeat the test if you're not hearing every single one every Uh-oh. single time it gets longer and so longer you do, oh my god it's so painful <laughs> it is so painful but but to keep up with your theme you know of the the forecasting and the weather and how how it relates to the markets i think you know we engineer portfolios to withstand these events and and even though they're unpredictable you know, that's why we have diversification. That's why we have to, you know, we develop an investment philosophy because just like with the tornado that blows through, yes, there's going to be some some collateral damage. Um, there's certain stocks, we'll say, that, you know, won't survive. But um, based off the, the portfolio that we've engineered, the sun's going to come up tomorrow mm-hmm. and you're, you're going to survive and your portfolio will survive and you'll be okay because it's engineered to withstand tornadoes in the market. We also have uh, recovery plans in place. FEMA and uh, Red Cross and different teams come in to help folks who have been hit by a tornado. And uh, you put plans in place into every financial plan to help it recover from those moments as well. So that's another important element and aspect of that too. 
All right, enough about uh, tornadoes. Let's talk about something a little less, uh, a little less crazy. The jet stream. You probably have to know a lot about this, flying you know, up high, Ryan, and dealing with not just the weather on the ground, but also up in the air. Uh, for those who are unaware, jet streams are, we'll call them narrow air currents, high in the atmosphere. We really have no way of seeing their movement with our own two eyes, right? It's pretty much invisible, invisible wind. Um, so we need the help of technology. Uh, but the movement of the jet stream significantly affects all of our weather. So it's this thing that we can't see that dramatically affects how cold we are, where weather systems are moving, whether we're going to have a lot of moisture, rain, storms, all those kinds of things. So what would be something similar in the financial world that we can't really see, but really has this daily great impact on our lives? That, that's a tough one. Um... You know, I think about you brought up the jet stream. And so to relate it back to many of our clients that are pilots, we look at the jet stream and, and we're flight planning specifically around that so that we can be more efficient having, you know, less headwind or more of a tailwind, depending on which direction you're going. In the financial world, you know, so when I, when I think about that, I think about efficiency, right? And so jet streams that you might think about in the financial world, I think would be like, you know, certain... If you're an asset class investor, there's certain asset classes out there that are going to give you a higher rate of return over the long term. So that's where you can make your your portfolio a little bit more efficient. Or, you know, we've talked a lot about overlap. So when people have multiple multiple mutual funds, but they all own the same stock, and one person's buying it and the other person's selling it, the net result for that individual investor is zero. But there's still those transaction costs. So you want to make sure that that you eliminate that overlap and, and create a more efficient situation. I guess one other thing that I would think about is they talk about certain times of year, certain quarters historically have higher, greater rates of return, or there's certain months that, that historically the market kind of tanks. You know, there's people that actually out there that pull their money out of the market during August, you know, because it's normally not a great month. So I don't know. Is that a good answer for you? you? You know, the whole jet stream thing, that's the best I got. I love it. Yeah, that was a bit of an abstract one. So I thought you did a good, uh, you did a good job with it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like it. Have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that Ryan talks about here on The Pilot's Advisor? Well, if so, go visit pilotsadvisor.com pilotsadvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel Prize winning research. It only takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it. going to be worth your time, I promise you. Go check it out right now, pilotsadvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing, pilotsadvisor.com. All right, back to the show. Uh, let's talk about, uh, since we're all starting to get a little bit colder, Ryan, let's go back to the days of summer and talk about heat. Uh, the heat index is something you hear a lot about uh, during the summertime, where we combine the air temperature and relative humidity, and you get this heat index that tells you how hot it feels. And I think they've even coined it now, uh, maybe it's AccuWeather or somebody says, uh, the feel-like temperature outside is XYZ. And it's always hotter than it actually is outside, but it feels a lot hotter. Um, so even if the thermometer indicates a lower reading, we've all had that day where we say, oh, it's uh, you know, 88 degrees outside. That won't be too bad. And you go outside and it feels like 100, and you're like, this is awful. Um, that's the heat index. So where are we seeing the heat index in retirement planning, where it says one thing on paper, but feels a whole lot different? 
I got to be honest with you, Walter. First of all, you, you, I can tell you are a weather nerd. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm dropping a few hints here and there. <laughs> yeah, but 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 also, I, you know, if you at, if you could send me these questions in advance, I could probably give you a lot better answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like right. I like catching you off guard, you know. Yeah. Okay. So heat index. I don't. You know, something that I that I thought about while you were asking me this question is. You know how we, we talk about there's that old saying, it's, it's never as bad as it seems? Sure, yeah. Like people get caught up in what's going on right now and they act, just act like it's unrecoverable. And, you know, and then mm-hmm. it's talked about in the media and, you know, where they induce fear and greed, which, you know, is how they, they make their money. But you get this tumbling effect from investors that just feel like, oh my gosh, it's different this time. It's unrecoverable. You know, everything's going to implode. And that's just not the case. You know, we, we stress test portfolios for stuff like this, which I could see as kind of being like measuring the heat index. You know, here's, here's where the market is right now, but here's the volatility or where it's going. I think that a lot of people don't truly understand how much risk they have in their portfolio. Uh, when I think about clients, I think, you know, they want to have their cake and they want to eat it too. You know, when the market's up, they want to have all the, the gains and riding that wave of getting increases in their portfolio. But at the same time, you know, if there's a, a pullback in the market, they don't want to accept any of those losses either. And that it just doesn't work that way. And I think a lot of people truly may not be invested at their their true risk profile. And I think it becomes even more and more of a factor as you're nearing retirement, because somebody that's about to retire can't really handle the ups and downs of that market as they're about to start, you know, taking distributions off the money they've saved. I think this one has legs. You can call it the, the let's take a heat index of the risk in your portfolio. You know, the, the, the heat and the risk kind of go hand in hand with one another. So, well, and exactly. And if one. you don't know what a standard deviation is or you don't know the standard deviation of your portfolio, you might want to give me a call and, I, and I'll find out the standard deviation of your portfolio and try to explain it to you so you truly know how much risk you have in your portfolio. I can bring all these together easily, Ryan. You know, the the heat index is turned up on the risk in your portfolio, which leaves you exposed to tornadoes that the jet stream stream's going to bring down on top of your financial plan. If we wanted, <laughs> if we wanted to be dramatic and scary about it. Oh gosh, all the all the weather nerds <laughs> out there <laughs> having fun with this. So that's for sure. No, it's right. good. It's good. May, maybe know. maybe one more for you. Maybe one more. Okay. For you. All How right, about uh, pressure's since, on? Since since we're kind of uh, you know headed into winter now, uh, black ice. Black ice can be especially dangerous because, kind of like the jet stream example, you can't see it. You know, you're driving along, thinking everything's just fine, and the next thing you know, you're sliding all over the road, or happens to me a lot, Ryan, at stop signs. You come to a stop, and then you go to hit the gas, and all of a sudden, those tires start spinning, and you're like, oh, how am I spinning? I didn't see any snow here. Um, well, that's the black ice that's frozen over the roadway, and you can't see it. Uh, do you find people slipping on any sort of black ice in their financial lives or in the financial world? All the time. I think that, uh, you know, one of the biggest things I notice now when we're out of this age of having pensions is investors have no clue what's on their their financial horizon. They have absolutely zero clue of how much they truly need to save. They probably haven't factored in taxes in their uh, retirement years and how much that's going to affect their portfolio, Um, inflation. And so if you don't really truly understand a lot of those things, you may think that you're in great shape when you really aren't. And sadly, you're going to have to work the rest of your life. It's disheartening for me when I see a portfolio like that, where there's somebody that, you know, they're nearing retirement, they want to retire, but they're just in no position to do so. And, uh, you know, it breaks my heart. But that's why I like 
having clients that I find that are in their younger years so we can get them on the road that there's not going to be any black ice and they truly understand what's going to happen. Yeah, a lot of that seems to come down to underestimating, right? Underestimating uh, how fast you know you can go on uh, the roadway when there's black ice. Uh, well, I guess overestimating is the problem there. A lot of people drive faster than they should on snow and ice, and then they get in trouble in accidents and slide around. Uh, but yeah, same thing. You you either over or underestimate your level of safety, your level of risk in different situations, and you, just your level of comfort. And if those things are out of line and out of whack, that can cause a lot of problems inside of a portfolio. So yeah, sounds like that makes a lot of sense. I just have this visual of cars sliding all over the place. Like, you know, I went to to college at the Air Force Academy. So, you know, out in Colorado. You guys got a lot of snow out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There'd be some big snowstorm and you just see cars littered all over the side of the road. And or people that are way overconfident driving when they shouldn't be. You know, the guy that's driving his Honda Accord doesn't have four wheel drive and he's in the left lane passing SUVs. I see it. Uh, see it at least once a winter here in uh, North Carolina. We always kind of get that one snowstorm a year, and um, and sure enough, I my wife is an essential worker, and uh, she's not a big fan of driving in the snow. So I'll usually take her into work on days when it snows in the four wheel drive Tahoe, and uh, you know I feel pretty comfortable in the snow, and and I just try to go. I, I definitely don't drive fast in it. I try and go nice and slow. I don't want to wreck my Tahoe, <laughs> so yeah. we'll go nice and slow. And uh, I'm just always blown away at the people that are screaming past us. And there's cars littered everywhere. And I'm like, it's like the apocalypse out here. Just, just take it easy. Just drive slow. Leave a couple minutes early for work. Don't stress. Like, take the paths and the roads that don't go up and down big hills. You know, use some common sense. But, man, people just, they hit the roadway. They slam on the gas. And it's like, whoop, <laughs> slip right around. So. Well, kind, kind of like you're a weather nerd. I think I'm kind of a traffic type nerd driving. Okay. And All I, right. I yeah. think it was because my grandfather, he was a state highway patrolman. So him and my father both always talked to me about watching all my mirrors, how to drive, you know, just watching all these variables. So you always had an out. And uh, one thing I will say about growing up in Ohio is you got to be very good at driving in weather because there's always weather. And when I was living in Charleston, I thought it was hilarious because we'd have a, you know, a big rainstorm would come through and these people could not handle driving in the rain. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is crazy. But, uh, you know, whereas it wouldn't even affect the roadways in, in Ohio, people, oh, it's raining again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Driving in the rain is, uh, is to me, just about speed. You know, the harder it rains, slow down a little bit more. And, you know, otherwise you won't be able to see anything. <laughs> so take it a little well, bit slower. Yeah. And just make sure you're not going to, you know, hide your plane when you see yeah. you know, there's standing yeah, you, water somewhere. If you're on a road that's got a lot of standing water on it, um, you know, maybe maybe back off a little bit. That's that's the key. <laughs> so uh, we've turned this into a driving podcast. Oh, this was we driving and weather. So much ground <laughs> on today's show. I love it. Uh, any other before we wrap up? Any other uh, comparisons you could draw between weather and uh, retirement or financial planning? The sun will come up tomorrow. It doesn't matter how bad it seems. If you think about the long term, everything's going to work out. I love it. There's always going to be days of 75 and sunny that are pleasant and wonderful and nice. So as you're dealing with the black ice and the, the hot days and, and the tornadoes and, and all of these other unfortunate events and things that kind of knock us around, remember that most days, Ryan, end up being pretty nice out there. And, uh, and that's a good thing to, uh, to always be able to rely on. The sun will come up tomorrow. I love that. Good final sentiment. That's for sure. Uh, if you need any help, assistance with your financial retirement life, 
Ryan's there for you. Works with pilots all across the world. If you'd like to schedule a time to chat, you can do so by calling or texting 843-475-3038 to begin the conversation or go online to FlemingFG.com. And we can uh, put that uh, contact information in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. Ryan, thanks for the help and for indulging me on some weather talk here on the show today. That was fun. And uh, we'll do uh, another comparison of something in the financial world, I'm sure, on the next episode. I can't wait to hear your next question. So hopefully you'll you'll send me these questions in advance. (laughs) You never know. You never know what we'll come up with next. That's right. Uh, Thanks for being with us. This was a pretty good one. Thanks a lot, Walter. I thought it was fun. We'll talk to you next time right back here on The Pilot's Advisor. You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor, featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website, FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply ryan at flemingfg.com. Or you can call or text to get in touch. 843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, in many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for the Pilots Advisor podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.